Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, and welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My name is Keith Parrish here once again with my buddy through the miracle of computer phone. I'm here with John Burr. You're muted, John. Oh, that's the worst hey now in the show history, I think. Um, <laughs> I saw your lips moving with a Chuck tribute hey now. I was. <laughs> Uh, Chuck's not here because it's the trade deadline is approaching. I'm holding Chuck out because I'm I'm considering offers. Oh yeah, um, I thought it was because we showed him Miami's tax bill for next year <laughs> if they don't do anything and how uh, that FTX money didn't come through. You know, Chuck, and changes have to be made. He's always been kind of the big man of the show. He's just not at the watch party where all the. Uh, we had so many fans from different areas of the country come. They were all kind of surprised at how svelte Chuck has become. And I think we need to add some bulk in the middle. So I'm considering offers. We'll size not up. really. Sh- yeah, yeah. I think we might need to increase in size. It's. And I've been doing my best. You know, I've, I've been hit. I've definitely come in 20 pounds heavier, but not not of muscle. But every off season, at least 10 pounds extra. So like we you make do. we make fun of Chuck for his various. Diet fads, regimens, pounding ground beef in the morning. Yeah. But I can't see the inside. I don't know what his uh, lipids are doing and things, but he looks great. Looks tremendous. (laughs) I was actually clearing off space on my my MacBook because, like, it filled up with all these various video files, and I was catching glimpses of older Chuck, and he's like, yeah, he, he, he was a... Much beefier fella. Now, now he's slimmed down. So when maybe, I met Chuck, uh, he was fat. Yeah, and he's not fat anymore, and it's he's upsetting to me. Very handsome. So at that watch party, a couple things I'd like to address. Um, perhaps I offended uh, some people last week. It is not out of my normal realm of activities to um, make people feel bad by the things I say, and 
when I called our supporters weird, that's an affectionate term from me, okay? <laughs> I am a weirdo. I yes. watch basketball and build Legos, and that's basically dungeon. all I want to do. I live in a basement, okay? A true basement dweller. A true basement. Um, so I apologize to David and maybe Joe and Trent and then some of the regulars, you know, Gavin and Mike and Mitchell. I'm not sure all the other Patreon supporters who might have been at the watch party. It was so, delightful to see you guys. I will say the relief of meeting our Patreon supporters, honestly, is always how not weird they end up being. Because that's the terror. Have I so done I, it again? Have I offended the people again? So I um, felt they were all tremendously weird. And even <laughs> constructed a top 10 weirdest slacker uh patreon oh, no. supporter slacker ranking oh oh goodness that uh maybe i'll share behind the patreon pair that should paywall. be in the paywall yeah we uh, should we should definitely paywall that also we should like like you i consider you know i I have no interest in in normies in my life i like bring right. it on right keep 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 uh keep fast break breakfast weird this yeah should be our, our, should, our, our, bumper, sticker. our bumper stickers keep the breakfast weird um also chuck wanted to apologize uh his breakfast in bed apology was for uh slinking away at the watch party he made an irish exit and we're allowed to say that because he's irish right right that's not he's actually irish so he yeah he um he might have slipped away in the dark of night but uh I, I, I'm sad chuck's not what's here interesting I, is I, yeah. I i thought i was going to do that and i had such a good time with our uh, compatriots and patrons that I stayed probably longest I've ever stayed at a watch party and considered uh, hanging out further and then remembered that I was 40. Oh, yeah. Well, it was a late tip because we watched that Lakers game. By the way, that Lakers game, which, which destroyed the Grizzlies. Uh, we haven't Shannon recovered from Sharp it. <laughs> ruined the entire Grizzlies team. No, things are not okay because we beat a Pacers team that's lost nine straight on the road. We, we played Jaron and Ja over 40 minutes just to get that win. No, things are not okay. Did Ja um, play the entire second half? Yeah, he played the final 30 minutes of the game Woo! without subbing out. I mean, very, very exciting. Taylor Jenkins said, I'm no, I'm no longer a Budenholzer disciple. We got to get that W. Budenholzer. But it was a very late tip for that watch party. Started at 9.30 p.m. or 9 p.m. The game was going at like midnight because of all the many fouls. And then the Grizzlies finally lost the game. Uh, our next watch party will be much easier to stay awake for, by the way. It's this Thursday, 6.30 Central start time, an early start time. The Grizzlies are taking on Donovan Mitchell and the Cleveland Cavaliers. So come on down to Nobles Beer Hall on Thursday at 6.30 p.m. If you're in the Nashville area, come hang out. If you're a Patreon supporter who lives in, I don't know, California, fly out. It's not weird. It's just what people do. It's what friends do, okay? And uh, we'll be happy to see everyone who shows up there. No, I wish Chuck was here because um, he likes to give me a hard time about how I'm raising my children and also not maybe providing them the normal food stuffs they should be experiencing in their normal uh, path. Here's, here's the latest example of Keith's kid was never given this food. Um, w w for school, he's second grader, got the second grade of the kindergartner. We basically pack our lunch every day, despite the fact that school lunch is free. Uh, the state has decided to not worry about, you know, they've just given free school lunch for a while. It's pretty great. It's an awesome program. Make sure every kid gets food that needs food. Um, my children are not very adventurous in, in their eating, but my son, maybe peer pressure, is like, I want to try school food. Like, great. Exciting. I don't have to pack your lunch in the morning. That sounds amazing. Let's do this. He uh, eats school lunch on Monday. And I'm like, how did it go? 
He's like, I had this thing and it was amazing. I'm like, I'm like, what, what food did you eat? He's like, it was chicken, but there was a bone in there. You weren't allowed to eat. <laughs> it I'm is like, amazing. I'm like, are you talking about fried chicken? He's, he's like, yeah, it was chicken that had a bone. I was like, did it have like a crispy, was it crispy on the outside? And he says, yeah. And it was soft on the inside. And I loved the inside. <laughs> I was like, fried chicken son is amazing. Your son is a Lou Williams disciple now. He is a Lou Williams disciple. Hopefully not in all the ways, but he, uh, he, um, he's had plenty of chicken in his life. Chicken tenders, chicken nuggets. I guess I've never given him fried chicken on the bone before, but apparently public school fried chicken blew his mind. He's like, this is way better than peanut butter and jelly. I mean, fried chicken's one of those things that you can mass produce and it can be upper echelon food stuffs. Yeah. Like it's one of the few like Publix fried chicken. They make that in batches Incredible. of hundreds of, yeah. of breasts and wings and things. And it is up there with any fried chicken you'll ever eat. Like that's it's mass not the, produced. It's not the, the creme de la creme, but it's very, very good. KFC yeah. is still for you know food that you drive through, it's pretty top tier. Well, that's just like you know, any old like Popeyes. Like you just Popeyes go get Popeyes. changes the game. Yeah. Yeah, you're just like, this is great. This is yeah. incredible. Why don't I eat this more? This is so good. Church so I apologize to my son. This is not a breakfast bed apology yet. I apologize to my son for not getting that guy fried chicken. Are there any things that you've encountered that you have have accidentally shielded your smallish child from? Affection. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, loving parents. <laughs> uh, yeah, encouragement. I don't know. Um, my kid is also really picky, but like we are very old parents. Yeah, we're only going to have one child. I mean, not really. I mean, my You're partner. You're the same age par- I am. You're younger yeah, my than partner I am. Is I think seven years same. older than me, though. Yeah. Okay. And we're definitely done. Yeah. So it's like our kid just dominates us. It's like complete yeah. prime shack. Just takes us down Joel in the paint in the and destroys quarter. us. So yeah. there's really no like. If she wants to eat the same thing every day, then she's gonna eat so that's the same what she's thing every get. day. Yeah. Yeah. Because she has the power. Can I say I saw um, I saw some a picture of your child, and yes. um, I don't want you to take this as an insult. Because again, I, I sometimes Keith just says things, <laughs> and people get their feelings hurt afterwards. Um, no, I was like, I, I have got a lot of these leftover, like like uh, you know, of my child's clothes, and I was like, maybe I should give them to John's kid. You know, to see if or I should reach out to John to see if like, hey, do you guys want some clothes? And I'm like, John is a very particular dresser. He right. probably doesn't want this nonsense of clothes that we put our kids in. I saw a picture of your child. I'm not going to, uh, dressed fine, right. but also I would say dressed normally. Dressed yes. with like, like okay, they're not, he's not like putting brooches and like custom clothing on her. Perhaps she, John would accept these hand-me-downs of my children, these these Target and Gap purchased uh, child clothings. Let's rock. If, it, let's if it's rock, free, let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's go. Let's work, let's work it out later. We'll, we'll work I do the think, later. I do think she's a bit of a clothes horse, but like, yeah, let's be real. It's pretty hard to get uh, interesting baby clothes. Yeah, exactly. And that takes a whole other like level you of can, effort. Like we have to, some stuff that we bought that we're like, this is hilarious. Yeah. But like it's like internet. It's like made by the internet. So it like yeah. falls apart after three washes. Right. Or, you know, it's just like, uh, you kind of got to stick with the kids RS gap. Yeah, we just stuff. need you pants. Just don't have a choice. We just need you pants. Yeah, we we gotta have something. Um, and it's hard to get uh 
I guess, nice looking pants for three, four, five year olds. Anyways, uh, breakfast, John, have you had a breakfast? I'm having breakfast. I have it on my person. I'm a gauze donut that was just glazed and I was warned not to eat it yet. Yeah. And I did eat one of them. Yeah. And it was very weird. It was as if the dough hadn't finished being doughed. Oh. Like the yeast was still, there was still some recombinant action in there. And I'm a little worried that I've changed my own body chemistry just by imbibing the damn thing. I don't know that word you said. Recombinant? I, I don't think I do either, actually. Is that a real word? I think it is a real word, just used in the wrong context just I love now. It. I'm not going to look it up. <laughs> it's, it's basically like how Jay Billis started using wingspan for human beings, and it just stays <laughs> that way, and we accepted it. And it's like, these people have no wings. Yeah. These yeah. people are not planes. What's uh, happening? <laughs> but um, we'll, yeah. we'll, go, we'll go with it. Length was fine. Length was perfectly acceptable. That's right. That's but right. now we Arm, say wingspan. Span? Can we do I'm that? Gonna get, I'm going to get, re- yeah, sure. I'm going to get recombinant going. Um, deoxyribonucleic acid uh, references constantly. I know that. We're only going to. that. We're Not only going to talk about the helix from here on uh, out. Michael We're going to the helix in. Taught me that. But um, it even kind of looks weird. Like the donut doesn't look correct for our uh, YouTube viewers. Hold it, hold it up to, to the camera. I'm going to hold it up. It looks oh. way more um, rustic than it usually does. I'm going to give it about 15 more minutes. I, I learned today that I was, I was definitively correct Yeah. when I've argued that you're not supposed to eat the donuts when they're hot. Really? Because I had a conversation with them. They're like, don't eat it. It's hot. It just came out. I was like, so you don't eat donuts when they're hot? And they're like, no, you need to wait. You need to let the donut cool down. Got to rest. Yeah. Interesting. And then I, I hate to s- smash on uh, my gauze, but the lemon donut that I get in addition to my. Uh, right. Uh, it only had like one small dollop of lemon hidden in one corner. That's more what you want, though, isn't it? Less less extreme sweetness. I guess, but it was, point, over it was to the point where I didn't know. I was like, there's no lemon in this. Yeah, you thought you And got then a it blank. just attacked me at the end. Yeah, you got a blank, yeah. Which I guess um, was kind of fun. But. So we, we, we eat, for my breakfast, you know, every weekend we, we're doing this donut thing. And I've, I've really been focusing on the price of it now. And we've gotten in this habit of just spending too much money on donuts. And I don't know how to break the cycle because... Go to Magaz. This was like three donuts for two dollars. I like I just want I, I think I want to somehow transition the kids just to eating like packets of oatmeal. Oh. And I'm like I, I think they understand money enough where I could buy them off. Oh. Like, should we start doing, hey, listen, every Saturday instead of a donut, dad's gonna give you a dollar. Like I think maybe I could wean them off that way. How are you gonna segue this into trade Larry Nance trade talk? Oh. Is Larry Nance on the block? I don't know, and that's my apology this week. Why would they is... trade Larry Nance? Well, anyways, if you ha- if you listeners out there have ideas for uh, paying your children off so you don't have to spend so much money on donuts for them. I mean, I like a donut, but I've gotten to the point where like, I think I want to save these hundreds of dollars I spend every month on donuts. It's the It's the budget. It's that old budget meme of like, Electricity, $50. Gas, $40. Water, $5. Cable, $100. Candles, $1,400. Someone who's good at budgeting, please help me. My family's dying. Uh, Ours are the donuts. It's $1,400 worth of donuts every month. Not really, but it makes me sick how not absurd that number is in relation to the actual figure. Um, Those were our breakfasts. After our breakfasts, we moved to our breakfast in bed. Apologies. This is our chance to make right what we might have gotten wrong on a previous episode we're not going to redo our all-stars 
Um, listen, it's in the coach's hands now. There's seven spots available. Multiple Western Conference teams are not going to get All-Stars. It's going to be fine. Does LeBron can, sit out of the All-Star game? We can his say, our, I mean, oh, his foot his foot hurts. His emotions his hurt. From feelings are hurt. The referees screwing him. Um, but, John, what would you like to make right in the world? What do you want to apologize for? So I don't want it to sound like I'm not paying attention and not hunting for information. Yeah. RE the trade deadline. Yep. But the way we the way we this this discourse works, I think is broken. Yeah. I think the good info is hidden behind paywalls or on podcasts I'm not gonna listen to. I don't think anyone's giving away the free trade talks anymore. That's meaning and then furthermore, most of the free trade talk stuff ends up being complete hogwash. Like Miles Turner is not being traded anymore. We've I mean, been, it would be a, it'd be a great smokescreen. <clears throat> it would be if Rick Carlisle's like, listen, he's off the trade block. Oh, but that extension means he can still be traded and get money. He's like, and Rick Carlisle, yeah. like, no, 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 he's off the trade block. So maybe they're just driving that price up to the point where I now I feel utterly lost and have no clue who's movable and not movable any longer. I think. If we think about the newsbreakers, and this was going to be my worst thing, but I'll do it now. Like, this is a major NBA newsbreaker. This week, days ago, in the last couple of days, this is a major NBA newsbreakers trade intel report. <laughs> Point one, the Raptors are still considering whether they will trade their players or trade just one player or trade none of their players. Right. Sources tell me. Yeah. I, I feel like it's uh, broken, man. <laughs> next bullet point. The Mavericks are open <laughs> to moving Dorian Finney-Smith for a star. You think so, doctor? <laughs> These are even paywalled articles, John. I, uh, That's a paywalled article. I just don't, you know, I don't think the discourse is worth pursuing right now so well, I, every, I i haven't been pursuing it we talked about trade deadline shows i brought it up last week like trying to like yeah. kind of get the conversation rolling because i was having such a hard time grasping it because i remember the days where we would each come up with our favorite like fake trade or something yeah. and now I don't, i'll be honest i love those shows yeah so. but i i just don't know how to do it any longer because i don't feel like it, it feels like we're almost wasting our time here here are the certainties in my mind the the trade certainties Jay Crowder has to get traded. Right. Like, you got to trade him for, for a bag of old donuts. I mean, you just, like, the Suns have to do something. I mean, the Suns, are, the Suns have won six of seven. The Suns beat the Raptors on Monday night. The Suns have Chris Paul, who's actively dying. His, his, his career, I mean, honestly, he's played very, very well recently. Uh, Cam Johnson's back. You have Mikhail Bridges. Devin Booker is supposedly going to return. You have all these contracts that kind of stink on the Suns. You got Landry Shamit and Dario Saric and Jay Crowder. Like, you have to trade them for something. And, like, they're a team where it's like, listen, new owner, throw some picks on there because you don't believe in the draft. You let The Athletic or Kevin Arnovitz or somebody write a, an article about how you don't believe in scouting players or drafting them. It's Mike Brown stuff. So, like, the Suns got to do something. And you got to move Jay Crowder. Beyond that, I don't know if there are any certainties. I mean, the Clippers always do something. I mean, even on the Grizzlies front, like 
we don't know if Danny Green's getting moved. Probably yeah, not. I mean, Danny Green's supposed to play on, on Wednesday. Yeah. Early tip time, 6 p.m. Central for you Grizzlies fans uh, going to the game. I know uh, whenever the games are early, no one notices or remembers to show up. That's your free PSA. It's I was free. going to Memphis frequently, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pause for for a minute. Oh, are you? I'm gonna pause for a minute. Well, I'm gonna take that baton. I'm gonna start going. Hell yeah! It's, it's, it's time. It's time to go. Um, like there are other teams where the Heat desperately, like I said, their their luxury tech situation is a, is a mess for next year, and they're not gonna pay it. They're desperate to do something, but like it's hard coming up with these trades. Like the Hornets should trade somebody. Will they? I don't know. The Jazz have a ton of expiring deals. They should do something. I mean, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know who's going to do it. Like the the Grizzlies trades are all like none, none of these trades make sense. So like in my head, you know, days of yore, I would be free to wildly speculate. Why don't the Suns just go ahead and trade Larry Markin and his his his? You mean the Jazz? Yeah, excuse me. The oh, Jazz yeah, yeah. trade Larry Markin. Sun, his, I thought maybe the Suns were trading for him. <clears> this like, will, his you know his trade value will never be higher. Never be higher. But but nowadays it feels you know foolish because we our 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 information is disseminated directly to our brains to our cortex we know or don't you know at least pretend to know exactly what's happening at all times i will say some of the some of the rumors that have felt very outlandish turned out to be true i know right. i know uh, jake fisher uh, was nailing a bunch of the trades trade scuttlebutt last year um, where things were like, what? That didn't make, make any sense. Like he was, had he had the Dejounte Murray trade. I remember basically it'll be like you know the Hawks trying to trade for Dejounte Murray. Like that seems wild. Um, so that 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 ended up happening. I mean, with how wide open the league is right now, it does seem like that somebody's got to go get these guys. I mean, I don't understand the Raptors maybe trading OG Ananobi, but I understand them trading Fred Van Vliet. It's gonna be a free agent. Like Gary Trent's gonna opt out. It's gonna be a free agent and. The Raptors, despite pulling off uh, a few nice victories on this very long seven-game road trip they're on, uh, they're in a tough spot, so we'll see. Uh, my, my my apology. Um, this happens a lot uh, on, on the show. I feel like it happens a lot in podcasting. It seems like we would learn. But the, the praise of the Sixers got a bit effusive. It was carrying on and on. You had Embiid, the valiant, triumphant warrior who vanquished Jokic on Saturday, just an unbelievable game. I believe it was 47 points and 18 rebounds. They have this long winning streak. They're rising up the ranks of the Eastern Conference of the entire NBA. They find themselves atop numerous power poles come Monday morning among the NBA intelligentsia. Then they get up 21 points on the Magic, and that was it. And they let it all slip away. Uh, they lose to... Paolo and Markel Mo Wagner <laughs> and oh the Mo Wagner game. <laughs> yeah. Like, would you trade Mo Wagner? No, I would not. Cause you got to keep that. You got to keep that brother power for the magic. So I apologize to the Sixers for getting a bit out over my skis. I feel like setting them up for this disappointing late game collapse. I mean, I, I, I refuse to apologize to uh, Jonathan Isaac, but perhaps I should. Yeah, you Perhaps said he was going to mess up the chemistry. No, nope. <laughs> he did not mess up the chemistry. They, they, uh, they, they, they're, they're like weirdly competitive. I, I love the magic in this sense that like, I have, I have this, I don't know, I have this built up resentment towards the Orlando Magic. I don't know why. I don't remember why I've ever like strongly. Tra- is them. it for trading Shaq to the Lakers? No, honestly, um, that upset me. They didn't even trade him. 
that's they right. refuse that's right. to pay him a hundred million dollars. That's that's right. crazy money to pay any basketball player. Um, yeah, that was that was a bad move. Um, no, I don't like. I even I even watched them fondly. They were one of my they were my entry point into becoming an NBA obsessive. Yeah, Shaq and Penny were the kind of for people our age, kind of the first hipster is the wrong word, but the first. That I think them and they, the well, Hornets. They were, so, so they were super cool. You're right. The Hornets, yeah. the Larry Johnson Hornets, the, the Shaq and Penny Magic were the coolest NBA teams. But I'm mm-hmm. not talking about that. I'm talking, let's fast forward uh, six years, seven years when I'm in college okay. in Tallahassee, Florida. All right. And on I our was local. also in college in Tallahassee, yeah, Florida. Yeah, on our local Sunshine Network. I oh. that's what it's called. They showed I could watch regular season basketball, something I'd never been exposed to. I only had, you know, cable and national TV games, the marquee games, but I had on this, I believe it's called the Sunshine the Sunshine Network, I could watch every single Orlando Magic regular season game. I'm talking about Bo Outlaw, Ben Wallace, Daryl Armstrong, coached by Doc Rivers, and I was like, this is insane, and I watched so many, I also got the Heat games, it was great, so I watched Heat games, yeah, I, I watched Magic games, and this is the first time I'd seen what I thought were like... The, the dark corners of the NBA. I'd never seen the non-marquee matchups. I lived and with this Cubans is where my obsession started. I lived with Cubans and we watched heat games. Yeah. And I so, had a similar, you know, college is when I, uh, or that age is when I got super obsessive. Right. But, and so I, like, I've been my, playing my, my, NBA Mine was the Grizzlies, live. actually, when I, um, when I moved back to Tennessee, I got yeah. really into the Grizzlies. But yeah, yeah. You, you, and also... Uh, sorry, this is such a nostalgic show. Nostalgia's I got great. really it's this hot is right a, now. This is a bizarre uh, thing. I got super into Yao Ming. Really? And if you remember, he was on TV constantly. Yeah. They, oh, yeah. They, they threw easy it on TV follow. all the time. Yeah. It was easy to follow. That first game against Shaq, where he blocked Shaq's first two shots, I was just yeah. all the way in, you know. And that was, and that, and I kind of just was never, then this is a theme in my life, never able to quit watching after that. So, so I don't know why that made me like I have those fond feelings towards the magic, but what, for whatever reason I don't I don't I just don't like their jerseys. When people talk about like the, the, the even the Shaq and Penny jerseys, that's one bit of nostalgia that's escaped me. I'm like those are pretty ugly. I don't get it. So I don't love the magic. I feel like if the magic, if if you were to take any NBA roster, just take their current roster and move them to say Seattle to be the expansion Sonics, I feel like I would love the magic. If they were just a different team, this also works for uh, a lot of different squads. Um, I think the Rockets, if the Rockets were moved to Seattle with their current just like yikes, like nightmare young yeah. roster of of no defense and no discipline, I'd still be like this. This team's pretty cool. They're kind of fun. I but, can't. Uh, I can't get behind uh, moving teams. I don't think unless it's the Thunder. I'm not that would be saying funny. you should move the team. Okay, I'm saying okay, it's okay, a mental okay. exercise. If you right, remove right, right. these players from the jersey they're currently wearing. Like what team would I feel the most differently about? And I think I, it would be the. I magic. would like to take away the Warriors from Golden State fans. Those people don't deserve it. I, that's what I'm saying. Now. <laughs> oh is, man! <laughs> if, if people didn't join our, we're gonna do. I, I, I guess we're gonna skip this week potentially. I maybe, might do a playback tonight. Okay. I don't. We did have um, a great playback uh, last yeah. week. I'm gonna try. I might try to do. I'm gonna try to do a playback watch party tonight. I'll uh, I'll, I'll drop in the Slack. I believe there's a Heat Trailblazers game at seven or six. I might try to get involved with. I'll see if any of the slackers can join us. Um, yeah, our playback watch party is gonna keep those uh the playback power hour rolling. 
Um, we do have that Grizzlies watch party on Thursday in, in real life, in person. Um, yeah, we'll try to do a playback watch party tonight. But uh, I'm sorry, did I cut you off? What were you saying about the? Uh... Oh, I just I, I we we fell to the mighty round ball rockers. Oh, we did. Um, yeah, the Warriors Grizzlies game. The Warriors. But I got do think the, we uh, may have stumbled onto something kind of fun is to challenge fans of fans and podcasters and pundits oh, of, of other teams. That's pretty fun. I'm just uh, good, glad we didn't wager on the game. We didn't actually lose anything but our dignity. I don't know if Sean is poor, but I know that Joey is poor. <laughs> I can sense it, and I'm not going to take a poor man's last dollar. Yeah, well, I mean, we don't, we don't, we don't wager money. We can unless always wager it's, unless it's Joe Yoder. Yeah, we can. Uh, we, we we can do that. Um. Anyway, those were our apologies uh, as we strolled on nostalgia lane a little bit heavily. If you want to go uh, catch maybe the Grizzlies tomorrow early game, well, the best way to do that is to go ahead and maybe lock down some Grizzlies season tickets. They still have them, I think. They've got like five left. If you want to guarantee your playoff priority for this season, you're going to need to become a Grizzlies season ticket holder. Uh, you get the best games, the best seats, and the best prices. Call 901-888-HOOP or go to grizzlies.com to get started. All right, steak and eggs, best thing. What's the best thing you saw in the last week, John? It's not particularly close. It's um, Pat Beverly's antics. So good. It's not particularly close. It's very close to highlight of the season. Very close. Uh, if, if Shannon Sharp and John Morant hadn't, uh, John Morant's father hadn't nearly come to blows um, a mere days before, it would be. Uh, undisputed encore yeah. antics yeah. um but this is still to my mind probably more memorable i feel like we have seen uh celebrities get involved whether it's like i don't know a member of the red hot chili peppers arguing with an official or getting thrown out like i feel like we've seen versions of this i yeah. have never seen someone bring prop comedy and onto the nba force was this the first prop comedy? I think, unless we count, um, not the not Jamal Dwayne, the dust Dwayne, Dwayne Dedman throwing a, a foot massager onto the oh, court. That was pretty good too. Uh, to incorporate the officials who are the clowns of the league, it's worse than ever. Um, they're the jesters, please. <laughs> okay, very it's well. important. It's a, <laughs> important specification. <laughs> they're the jesters of this grand play. Um, it was so. That game had so much theatrics. Obviously, the huge blown call on the final play against LeBron. But before that, you had the Patrick Beverly tip dunk, which is his first dunk in like three or four seasons. You had Patrick Beverly needlessly fouling Jalen Brown uh, to tie the game. And then you have Jalen Brown, and then you have uh, Patrick Beverly in that overtime doing the prop comedy with the camera bit. Was, in your opinion, was it worth it? Was the juice worth the squeeze? The That's, one point uh, costing your team for the uh, showing official Eric Lewis the camera. Was the camera actually showing a picture of the foul or was it showing something like a hilarious meme? Do we even know what exactly was on the camera? I'd like to think that um, he was just showing them like some sort of Spider-Man meme where, <laughs> where like the refs and like, you know, some 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 villain of of, of years yeah. gone by are yeah. pointing at each other, but yeah, 
I, you know, I do think I, I believe in Pat Bev as a journalist. Yeah. I believe in Pat Bev as a, you know, a, 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 he's a, he's a difference maker as he's, as he's pointed out many times. And as he's illustrated, you know, the wolves were a playoff team uh, with him. They won't be without him. And the Lakers are back. You know, the wolves are coming. I believe in the wolves. You do. I, I believe in the wolves. Yeah. Anthony Edwards is um, here. I'm going to borrow a, a phrase that I don't use, and I'm only using to make you feel bad. Anthony Edwards is him. Oh yeah, that's no, you hate that. I hate it too. Uh, it's not. We're too old. We don't. We can't. That well, stuff is never going to be. It's like grammatically incorrect, and then it also I don't type I don't, over and undertones. I don't type LOL. Okay, so like okay. I don't. I still don't. Yeah, I can't say someone is him. Anthony Edwards is killing it, and he is incredible. Also, by the way, um, I, mean, again, I, I wish Chuck could weigh in. Apparently, he eats 21 packs a week of Chester's hot cheese fries or something, which is like a little... Uh, I want to make sure I have this name right. This is uh, me not knowing what uh, snack food is called now. Cheese fry is like a dry-fried French fries, kind of. Yeah. It's kind of Cheeto-ish. Yeah. I think Chester's means it's specifically Cheeto-ish. I believe Chester's... Chester's fries, flaming hot, uh, is what Anthony Edwards says he eats twenty-one packs of a week at minimum. That's three wow. a day. That's a pretty awful habit. I'm gonna throw my uh, donut in the trash right now. Yeah. The last Anthony time Edwards I watched is- the uh, the Timberwolves, they're finding uh, new ways to lose in overtime, and then also losing to the Rockets. So I guess I need. Well, that's, they've that's won a very, every that's- other. They've yeah, won I know, the, I literally know. all their other games besides those those two. Yeah, their last eight, they're six and two. Those were the two losses. Right. I they're they're such a um wait, you didn't see I, Kyle Anderson undressed. I the saw Grizzlies? that. Okay. I saw that. I didn't think we were gonna talk about that cucking uh, like <laughs> unmonumental cucking of the Grizzlies, but get in line, folks. Uh um, Shannon Sharp has uh, un, 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 undone us. Um yeah. they, that, that team still to me, uh, to use another phrase that we both probably abhor, the vibes are off. And I don't even understand exactly what they're doing. I think doing the vibes there. are better. I think the vibes are are getting fixed. I think they're they're learning specifically how just to toss the ball to Gobert to catch it. Uh, Gobert sure. understands <laughs> that. Hey, listen, they're not going to throw me the ball a lot. And I, I man, them just flowing everything through Anthony Edwards. It does seem um, like we. I know we abandoned trade talk, but if you just get D'Lo out of there, so many things would change. Oh, D'Lo instantly. blew the defensive blew coverage. That game. Yeah, um, he was fine in the game. It was a. I mean, it's hard to beat the Kings twice in a row. It would have been a very right. impressive if if the Timberwolves pulled off four straight, beating the I can't Pelicans, Grizzlies, Kings, and Kings. Sentence, but it's totally true. I mean, the King, the Kings are legit. They're not. I don't know if anyone placed that uh, that wager for them to win the Pacific Division. They're still up, no. I believe, two games, two and a half games. But the Clippers, Warriors, Suns, all uh, turning it on a little bit. But like, yeah, the King, the Kings are legit. But I do, I do believe in the uh, the, the Timberwolves being uh, slightly good enough because uh, specifically of of Anthony Edwards. Um, oh, going back to Patrick Beverly, right? The uh, that's what I, I was trying. Like, how do we get on this? Um, I missed so much of that overtime game, the, so much of the the specific overtime of Lakers Celtics, just because I was just looking at Twitter, like because the Patrick Beverly camera thing. Took me off of the game, and I just started being like, "Wait, did that really happen?" <laughs> and, you know, and then I'm like looking at everybody's jokes about it, and I was just cracking up. And then I was like, "Oh, the Celtics are up seven like, or six or whatever it was." I'm like, oh, that's too bad. It's too bad. I for mean, Lakers. he he was you know doing his Dame broken watch routine, like he was just firing on he all cylinders this week. 
He's been killing he it. He is him. He is, <laughs> he is him. Kudos to him. My best thing, a team I did not take very seriously at all, even made fun of, uh, I believe, last episode or two episodes ago, the Washington Wizards. Winners of six straight. With, with Porzingis mostly on the bench. With not even like a full complement of players. It's basically Kuzma and Brad Beal. Bradley, I, I and again, I like calling him Brad. I don't know why. I've never been told. I've never been told that's okay. <laughs> ben Matherin, Brad. It's just Beal. something I do. Um, you are you are into the whole brevity thing. Why? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've switched to Benny Matherin. Um, oh, like Beal's not even. He's averaged like 19 points per game during the win streak. There, I, I think Kispert's played every game. Although playing, playing, Gafford's the, uh, played a lot. Denny Abdia had was like ten for twelve the other night. <laughs> the Wizards won in San Antonio <laughs> for the first time since I was in college. I guess you just need to get your trash onto the Lakers and everything's fine. Also, Wizards fans, this is when you're not to, like you know we're we're podcasters. We got this ten thousand foot view of a lot of other teams. We're not intimately involved watching every game. Um, we catch Rui's good games, but we're not watching the Wizards every night. As a generalization, Wizards fans not broken up about the Rui Hachimura trade. No. They're like, oh, yeah, it seems fine. That guy doesn't bring it. I'm like, oh, okay. And you can always, a good rule of thumb, look how the fan base reacts to a trade. And one, they're usually optimistic if they're receiving something. But like, right. if you think they've lost something... Make sure they're not like they're 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 not outraged. If they're not outraged, it seems, seems probably fine then. Although there are players like Dylan Brooks or Patrick Beverly who probably break this exercise wide open. No, I'm there's exceptions, of course. Yeah. There's exceptions, um, but I think Wizards fans not super broken up about losing Rui Hachimura, and now this Wizards team. Um, it had been 8,400 days, by the way. If they had traded Since Daniel Gafford, won. there would have been people in the streets. Daniel Gafford playing more and more. Uh, I like Gafford. He's <laughs> got that too. cardio up. He got that cardio <laughs> up finally. Can uh, can play over twenty minutes maybe. Um, but the Wizards are like they're streaking right now. They are the schedule's easy, okay. But the last four have been on the road, and look at their schedule. John, they might not lose again. Um, next game at Detroit. Bold. Next game at Detroit, that's seven straight. I'm setting myself up for failure, and I don't care. That's seven straight. Uh, the game after that, home game against the Portland Trailblazers. I believe that'll be the Trailblazers' third game in four nights. I'm calling that a loss for the Trailblazers, a eighth straight win for the Wizards. Then you play at the Nets. Oh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I'm going to say I'm gonna say momentum carries them. That's a win. Then you get a home stand. Cavaliers, Hornets, Pacers. Yes, the Cavs are probably the better team, but I'm not. I'm not overly convinced by what the Cavs have going on right now. Uh, I feel like they're they're kind of stumbling and stammering a little bit up to their at least normal standards. I'm gonna say uh, I'm I'm calling that I'm calling that uh, twelve straight wins. Twelve <laughs> straight wins, John. I'm gonna bet them every night. I'm into I'm into betting against this money line every single night. Boom. That's how you would get rich. Um, I'm headed to Vegas. I can make these. What do you do? What do you? you. What, what's the uh, work's taking you to Vegas? All work's work? taking me to Vegas. I'm going to be back and forth all month. It's, uh, at least it's at least it's easy to get a flight. Is it? Yeah. Great. It's always flights into Vegas. That's good. Um, Especially from LA, there's like one billion of them. So let's do the let's do the opposite of our best thing. It's our worst thing. Cream of wheat. Worst thing. What's the worst thing you saw in the last week? I mean, 
I don't want to belabor the point, but uh, if, if the Grizzlies hadn't played the Pacers, I don't know where I'd be mentally right now. Um, <laughs> like it got to the point, like I know you caught them all, but I had some breaks in there. Yeah. I had, I said, I had a couple of games where I started it and went, Oh, it's like this, huh? Oh, you said that, King, that Kings game, right? What, what yes, was sir. That? Yeah. It yeah. took me, it, 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 that took me about 12 minutes. Well, they've been starting Brandon Clark. Surely that has you tickled. They've been actually starting him and letting him play. For sure. And, and you know, I, and, and, I, and I'm back in, but, like, I just can't. I, I, it does hurt to say aloud that Shannon Sharp uh, pulled our pants down in front of God and country. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's, it, and then, you know, I guess let's get to it. Um, if you're on Reddit, you probably probably saw that there was a, a uh, uh, a Jaron Jackson Jr. conspiracy. By the way, uh, breaking news: Jaron Jackson Jr. I think has finally reached the top forty in the Ringer Top 100 NBA Player Rankings. Oh, kudos, he has! Congratulations! Kudos, to him. kudos um, to him. But there is a um, there is now an anti-Jaron Jackson uh, home cooking um, st- statistician conspiracy. Can I say? I'm basically just setting you up to cook. Well, I talked about this a little bit on on Grits and Grinds. Well, we got to serve them all. We got to serve them all. all. I mean, this thing thing, uh, jumped the track from Reddit to like mainstream everywhere. It just, it it became huge. It was like, it was like the Saturday story. Reddit is a powerful, powerful tool. I really like NBA stat keeping things. Right. I am not ashamed of or embarrassed by conspiracy. Even though they've been largely ruined by the people who uh, prevent us from having herd immunity, but a good conspiracy theory is fun. And I'm like, oh, and I've tra- I've also tracked grizzly stats before. Where I'm like, hey, why didn't this stat, this Melton stat, why? I, like, it started with Melton. Like, why wasn't that a steal or a block? And then I found out the thing about how if the replay, one of these twelve replay cameras in Secaucus, shows that the defender hits the guy's arm and there wasn't a foul called, they don't give you a steal or block. So, like, I'm learning. You're, if you play fantasy basketball out there, you watch games. You're like, wait, why wasn't that a block? Why wasn't that a steal? And then you eventually learn. Like, hey, if Fred Van Vliet puts his hand on the ball. Like, as you start trying to rise towards that shot attempt, that's a block. That's not a steal. And so I feel like we've learned all these things. So anyway, I see there's a, there's a Reddit conspiracy. I get texted about it. And I'm like, oh, let's check this out. And I start reading it. And my, my initial response to reading it is, this is deeply stupid. Because it was only home road splits. It was literally, all, like, if you show me, uh, like, a referee conspiracy where still it's it's honestly the same situation. I just want be. this guy to keep posting like Q. I want this to be a thing. Just post post I this it. To be, I just want this to be a QAnon type conspiracy where people yeah. look for the signals in there. Well, um, like, I don't again, care if it's wrong or right. But if you show think. me something like uh, Chris Paul's lost his last 24 games that Scott Foster officiates, that's a wild stat. That's a fishy stat, and it could be a total aberration, but that's a fishy stat. If you say... Uh, through 30 games, Jaron's averaging four blocks at home and two blocks on the road. Something's not right. I'm like, are you an idiot? Like, those are such, there's so much, like, variableness in the numbers. So I, so my thinking is, well, clearly, the video clips provided will be the smoking gun. Because there's no way he posted all these other nonsense stats if it wasn't backed up by video. And then you see the videos and you're like, but those are all, 
that's that's a steal. What what are we confused about? You think about? this could be a Jeremy Grant burner account committed to keeping Jeremy Grant ahead of uh, Jaron Jackson uh, Jeremy Jr. on Grant the Ringer Top 100? One spot, not only the Ringer Top 100, the players uh, <laughs> I believe voted Jeremy Grant to be the eighth best front court. I, I mean, again, this the it wasn't the best; it was the All Star starters. He was eighth in votes. He must among be the players. an amazing hang. Jaron was ninth in votes. Jeremy Grant played more games, but like all the videos were like, this is not a conspiracy. This is the dumbest, one of the dumbest things that happened. And then people are like, oh, but it's just fun talking about. You're like, it's not fun talking about. <laughs> This it's is kind of fun. <laughs> like it's it's sort of fun talking about. Like I don't care if you've proven this fact to me. I'm still going to point to this video that doesn't prove what I say it proves and say it proves something. It's literally why we had an insurrection. I'm telling you, I want this to be Q. <laughs> I want this to be the new Q. Q Q Q. I don't care what the fact is. In the words of Hideo Kojima, uh, "Everyone is right, no one is wrong." Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't remember what my worst thing was now. Um, my 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 worst Did thing. I steal I, yours. Did I steal yours? No, I. Um, let's say my keep, worst. Keep keep cooking. My worst thing is the Grizzlies would be the title favorite if they had DeAnthony Melton and Kyle Anderson. Anyways, oh! uh, let's move on before we get to the awards segment of the program. We have a, a couple of listener submitted questions. The croissant questioner. Any questions? Sorry. I'm- Close the window. Um, yes. I have one. Are you going to finish that croissant? Knock yourself out. Clint Harding asks. Ben Simmons or Dylan Brooks? Last asked this question in October, but interesting to revisit with half the season under the belt. That's a um, roller coaster of a ride. It's been. It's a great question. Would you rather have this is probably in a vacuum and then we could say on specific teams, I guess. But yeah, Ben Simmons or Dylan Brooks. So if I'm waving my never trade Dylan Brooks for hilarious slash content reasons. Yeah. Um, it's kind of in a weird way, six of one, half dozen of the other, if that makes sense. Okay. Like they're both um players who have very specific (laughs) things that they do well and very specific things that they do poorly. Both of whom there's a, a subset of fans who believe that they are fatal flaws. Yeah. Um, are we gonna are we gonna do their their what they're paid or what they're about to be paid? Does that come into it? I don't even, I don't even care about the contracts. Um, I like the idea of the fatal flaw thing. I do think Ben Simmons has a fatal flaw. I probably don't believe Dylan Brooks that his flaws are fatal, although lots and lots of people do believe that. Guilty. Dylan um, Brooks to me has has sort of proved when Desmond Bain and J- and Jaron Jackson Jr. and John Morant all play that he will take a back seat. He, he he shoots way less when those guys are involved. Can he control that? If it's a tight game at the end, probably not. Ben Simmons is a guy I'm like, I don't think I can have that. I think if the Nets had Dylan Brooks instead of Ben Simmons, they are much better. And that might just be a specific roster construction. I think uh, I Dylan do Brooks think would Dylan make Bro- the, you know, the Nets Dylan, a lot better. You know, I do think if you watched every, if you were forced for some reason to watch every Nets game, yeah. you probably ha- would have a, a an appreciation more similar to the kind of micro cosmic look you have at dylan's you know because you can like i don't watch a ton of nets but when i do i i I do notice that his defense is still insane he's oh i mean he's still like a 
in a positive sense, he's a freakish basketball player that he's so tall and he can handle it and he can, you know, get the, get those defensive rebounds and push the basketball. But he's always the, looking to pass as quickly as possible, which I, I don't me, know the, if that's great, but the question within the question is do you believe Ben Simmons is coming back to what he once was? Because the Ben Simmons you have this year yep. is so much less yeah. uh, from a from a regular stats to an advanced stats perspective. That it, to me, it'd be hard pressed, even as you know, the Dylan Brooks hater on the show, to, to choose Ben Simmons unless you think this is the aberrant season, because there's yeah. nothing uh, positive to look at from the, speaking, the Ben Simmons time. Speaking of right that now. late '90s Magic team, I believe I saw saw I saw someone called Ben Simmons Bow Outlaw mm-hmm. with a dribble. Ooh, I thought you were gonna do a Nick Anderson thing, a Nick Anderson act. Oh like, yeah, was, speaking of the yips, because yeah. it feels like Ben Losing Simmons, ability, yeah, yeah, has lost something forever. He certainly has lost something, and he's not that great. It's it's a fun question. I don't think the Grizzlies would be better with Ben Simmons because they need someone who will just put the ball up on the rim. Uh, yeah, the, like if you lose Dylan for Ben Simmons, that doesn't help the Grizzlies right now. I am intrigued by a Ben Simmons. Uh, front court if you could get him for a package of nothing but I, I don't I don't want to pay him uh, what he's getting paid yeah it's it's a good question um most important question is Ben Simmons in the ringers top 100 NBA player rank I have no idea oh st- uh, vibe daddy van <laughs> we gotta I've got gotta, it pulled up we gotta figure that out do a control <laughs> f try to find uh Ben Simmons oh, yeah, how much how f. much better does the ringer think Ben Simmons is than Steven Adams question of the day. Yeah, I mean Ben Simmons again. I think it's the uh, like he had he had some good moments even in that um, rivalry week showdown of Sixers Nets, where you saw the flashes, you saw the goodness. But to me, yeah, I don't think the fatal flaw uh, can be overcome, or I hope it can for Dylan. You have any Dylan, results? We have a solution. Yep, Dylan Brooks, ninety fourth, Ben Simmons unlisted. Dylan Brooks got added to the Ringers top one hundred. I think he was already on it because no, it's, not, not. Show, it's not, he showing not. He, it's not showing that he was added. I Internet abuse works, friends. Internet he's, abuse he's, works. He's, he's right ahead of uh, Norm Powell. So that's the thing. Norm Powell, like, because I remember Norm Powell in... He's ahead of Jordan Poole. Norm Powell and Zubach were both listed on those, and I'm like... You Batum! Guys think, Batum! They're better? Batum! This is incredible. By the way, John, did you see that the All-Star voting results, Dylan Brooks, this again, the player results as they voted for the All-Star starters, Dylan Brooks received more votes than Andrew Wiggins and uh, also the same number of votes as Draymond Green and way more votes, although it's not a front court to, it's not front court to front court comparison. Uh, Clay Thompson received four votes among guards. Dylan received 17 in the front court. So That's 12 Grizzly take, votes. Take that, Warriors. So we're going to do five five votes for... Yeah. Um, let's do uh, one more question. Derry Swindo asks, or mainly states, writes a little yes. essay. Right. Derry Swindo uh, <laughs> opines, the Bucks have changed the game of on-court artillery warfare by firing not just T-shirts, but also hot bratwursts into the crowd. What signature foodstuffs do you think other teams should load into their heavy guns? Obviously, Memphis should be shooting ribs into the crowd. I would say barbecue nachos, honestly. Mm. Just a barbecue nacho gun. I just want rendezvous dry ribs. You're right. Ribs. Ribs, I think ribs wrapped in foil into, would work just yeah. fine. Yeah, that'd be, uh, that'd be incredible. I think the Hornets could shoot Muggsy Bogues into the crowd. 
you only get one shot, but if you make it a good shot, I think that, that gets I you think the desired effect. Philadelphia, you know, throw the cheesesteaks out there. Or just a fire hose of whiz. Why don't new I feel like the Knicks, why don't they do this? They should just slice a pizza. Well, then I don't say launch bagels. It's like a little bagel launcher. Oh, That'd be fun to catch. That's actually a real maybe bagels and hot dogs. Done. You could do bagels. I think I think a bagel toss is the great. water. Um let's see. Uh sushi. For, I think of for sushi one of the LA for, teams. Yeah, LA. It's very upsetting. I think it's it's conv- it's good that there's certain cities that don't have NBA teams, teams because yes. like we would just uh, Seattle, like, they like, would fire sushi. Yeah, yeah. Sakai salmon's flying at everybody uh, <laughs> in, in, in Seattle. Like like Nashville would just be a chicken coated in cayenne pepper. Yes. Nonstop injuries. Yeah, people's Cincinnati for the would be weirdly sweet chili just sprayed on everyone. Cinnamon chili. Oh my god. Um, I didn't know. I'm embarrassed. I didn't know they were shooting real bratwursts. I've I been. Like, I feel like I need to experience this now. I went to. I want to say I was at a, like a Christmas parade in Detroit uh, visiting my brother and his family. And they were throwing, you know, like uh, little peppermints, starlight mints type things, just little candies. Um, but then one of the floats in this local city parade uh, tossed me a pound of ground beef. I should have given it to Chuck. Wow, we, gave it yeah. to, we gave it to a local. I think it was probably, you know, probably worth seven, eight dollars, you know. Uh, it seemed like some some very nice ground beef. Um, what would are there any signature foods for? Would could port? I mean, Portland could do the voodoo donut, similar to the uh, similar to the bagel toss in New York. I mean, Portland they were cutting edge of like in my mind of like coffee shops. Is that oh, yeah? So like just uh, beans, just cappuccino. Maybe. Rapid fire beans. You could probably draw blood with that. What's um, Indiana has that uh, St. Elmo's Steakhouse. Indianapolis, the same Elmo Steakhouse. Could you do a? Oh yeah, a spicy shrimp cocktail. Strange, the strange crust. Detroit could do Jets pizza. Jets pizza. That, that would be fatal. That's too heavy. Lots of places. That's give heavy away caliber. Pizzas. That's that's pretty. That's pretty common to have the 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 hype team run through the stands and hand. Um, I guess you you want to you want these things to be tossed. Have I mean, you ever the, caught anything shot from a cannon? Did it have like a weird cold feel to it from the CO2? Did it? That's a great question. I don't, I think by the time cannons became common practice, these, these it's just potato these, guns, right? These folks? projectile guns. I would say I was, I was again, out of my prime of catching things at basketball games. I know. Cause I, I feel like back in the day, I mean, I'm a tall guy, long arms, yeah. a pretty solid arm span. I would Incredible be really good. At grabbing things tossed into the crowd, and also I don't mind standing up and screaming real loud. I got, I got a loud voice. No. And I could, yes. Get the attention, get the attention, and then you know someone throw it near me. I'd grab it. But then as you age, the novelty wears off. You're like, I don't need to grab all these shirts anymore. Uh, I I have decided as an old man, I'm now too cool to stand up and yell for free swag. So I think by the time the uh, the powerful projectile guns became commonplace at basketball games. I stopped standing up and yelling. I, I, maybe maybe this side lost some of my joy. My, so you my don't seem like the type of person who as a child shot things with potato guns. No. But I'm lucky to be alive from some of the things I've done with Certainly. potato guns. So I'm just waiting for all this to come crashing down because this right. can be bad. Well, that obviously the drawback of firing 
food into the crowd. Like they can't fire what actual spuds. What does what does Steve Ballmer shoot into the crowd with, with that hot dog gun? Is that not shooting hot dogs, or is that shooting something else? Forgot about Ballmer actually getting in on the. Yeah, Ballmer. What does Mark Cuban team? think when he sees Steve Ballmer out there firing wildly? I think he thinks that he he couldn't hold that gun because he has got to hold that plastic surgery in, in place. Oh man, the, uh, the 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 Botox has to set. He can't hold that the the vibration of the gun, the, the kickback possibly. Facial botulism. Um, yeah, that's a great question, uh, Derry. Thanks for the question. If you guys uh, want to have your own question submitted uh, or answered on air, you have to become a Patreon supporter. Also, uh, to join our Slack, our listener Slack. Honestly, the best thing we offer, the only thing of value we offer to the world is the listener Slack, where you can talk about basketball or movies or fatherhood or whatever you, whatever else you want around the clock. We're here for you 24 uh, seven to our Patreon supporters. Join at patreon.com slash fast break breakfast. All right, it's now time for the awards segment of the program, the International Stackhouse of Pancakes Award. Given each week to the worst performance in a box score, we have some really eye-popping honorable mentions this week. Not even the nominees. Some guys getting left out because of how terrible some other players were. Our honorable mentions, Cam Johnson went for nine, LaMelo Ball two for 15 and six turnovers, but he was saved by having 15 points and 11 assists. Brandon Ingram, honorable mention, four for 18. Tyler Hero, four for 19. DeAndre Ayton was six for 20. Also, Pascal Siakam, eight for 26. You can have a Pascal Siakam for five first-round picks. Line up your offers um, with Masai Ujiri. Our nominees this week, as they occurred chronologically through the week, Karis Levert. Maybe he would get traded from the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm certain they would be interested in that. I mean... Karis Levert for Jay Crowder? What's what's the downside here? Do the, do the Cavs need Levert's playmaking? I mean, he's been fine this year. He he's a willing passer. Oh, Levert's definitely one of those guys who I think his stats show uh, a worse player than he's actually been. I think like, he's been I, fine. Like, but I, I think I he's th- fit in there. Yeah. I think I think maybe Crowder is a slightly better fit. I don't know. This is again assuming Crowder as a, is yeah, more as a healthy than Jay Crowder Green. on his team for. Pretty much an entire year. I just don't. I don't really understand the 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 wanting. Man has started in the finals each of the last two seasons. Um, yes, you hasn't, know. hasn't gone that great for him. Uh, right. uh, <laughs> the uh, Karis Levert, by the way, his stats in this loss to the Thunder. He was one for twelve, two points, nine assists though, had three rebounds, one turnover, three personal fouls. Dennis Schroeder. In a loss to the Nets, a loss where LeBron and AD did not play. They were too heartbroken over the refs uh, ruining their lives. Dennis Schroeder was 2 for 15 against the Nets. 10 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 personal fouls. And then Kill Hayes, old Kill Hayes for the Detroit Pistons. Uh, He's back. Thank you. Uh, In a loss to the Mavericks where Lucas scored all the points and trash-talked Isaiah Livers by saying, who are you Um, at the end of the game? Law, law, law. Actually, I think the phrasing was, wait, who are you? Um, he, uh, Killian Hayes in this game, fouled out. Good job by you. Uh, kudos to you. Uh, he fouled out, was three for 16 
eight points, seven assists, three rebounds, two steals, and a turnover. So Karis LeVert, one for 12, two points, nine assists. Dennis Schroeder, two for 15, 10 points, five assists. Killian Hayes, three for 16, eight points, seven assists, and a foul out. It's our well, boy. Kill, it's Kill Hayes, he, right? I'm voting for Kill Hayes. He, he tried. He did try by fouling out and uh, took care of the basketball, basically. Only one turnover. Schroeder's? I mean, Schroeder, no turnovers. Two for 15 and three one for 16 for, are I mean, pretty one similar. Well, I'm going Hayes. You do what you need to do. Let's do those assist numbers one more time. All right. Levert was one for 12, two points, nine assists, one turnover. Schroeder, two for 15, 10 points, five assists, no turnovers. Killian Hayes, three for 16, eight points, seven assists, one turnover. All these dudes took care of the ball. Yeah. I guess we'll go. I'll, I'll throw my lot behind Hayes, but I think Schroeder's right there. He's right, right there. there. Two, two right man there. rules. Whoever speaks first wins. And I wanted um, revenge for the Lakers, uh, you know, him beating us single handedly. Oh, yeah. But uh, we missed our shot there. Yeah. Um, truly, that, truly, truly focused on the box score. What if we shorten Killian Hayes not to kill, but Killy? Can I call him Killy Hayes? What about just Ian? Um, Use the back part. Less cool. Use the back part. Never mind. Um, <laughs> before we get to our part yes. fairly, John, a uh, new segment debuted last week. I believe this is kudos to me. Uh, kudos to me, John. You have prepared. We said one of us would prepare a kudos to me. Um, in honor of Dylan Brooks, who he's been trying to pass the ball more, kudos to me. What is your kudos to me, John? Kudos to me as I was looking back upon my early season bets, mostly spurred on by my Philadelphia Eagles to win the Super Bowl bet that I'm monitoring closely, monitoring closely, monitoring closely. I uh, noticed that I had, in fact, bet for the Denver Nuggets to have the best record in the NBA, and I think it might happen. So kudos to me. They're atop the West to only two games behind the Celtics. Yeah. Feeling the vibes over yonder and in, uh, in, in Mile High, uh, winning winning games that like I feel like they're even like they're like this will be a scheduled loss. No, we'll just win. This um, is the this is the first time in my Nugget fandom, which dates back like was it six years? When did when did Jokic uh, first show up? Basically, I've been a bandwagon Jokic, uh, bandwagon Jokic and Nuggets fan since then. This is the first time in that entire span where I now. I'm like watching their games and it's in, in my head, although I can't get there physically, it's in my head. I should be cheering against them. Like mm, I like we're in a yeah. race with them. It's um, true. I, I need the nuggets to lose like that, that Embiid Jokic showdown. Two, but I think they've won like seven of their last 10 and just feel, they look great. They feel, you know, you're starting to get that mainstream media talk to them. You know, yeah. Jokic has overtaken Giannis on the ringer top 100. I promise that's the last time I'll say it. Uh, but <laughs> Um, it's like becoming, you know, like it's becoming known that this might be just the best team. And, uh, I forgot that I had made that wager and I don't really what, know what, why what, I did. What, what odds did you get on that? Do we, what, what, what was your see. odds? Break it's down? like was five sixty. Yeah. yeah like it's pretty it, they were not, they were not one of the top teams to finish atop the, uh, it's kind of a hard bet to get, but I, I did get it. I'm not so, not so kudos to me on my, uh. Uh, Sixers winning uh, the their division. It looks like the Celtics are going to do the damn I mean, thing. The but. not the not kudos to me is my um my paid a lot of juice for a Raptors make the playoffs one. Um, ah, eight year streak down the drain. Yeah, that's a that's a bad. That's uh, hopefully they will either uh, keep their players or yeah, I, trade some players 
or my raptor's uh, over which was uh, a, a pretty heavy investment every year is done so so um here here is a kudos to me that i that has now occurred to me and it is specifically dylan brooks related i'm gonna say i'm gonna say i had a small effect on on dylan brooks cracking the ringers top 100 uh, <laughs> of dylan brooks um, maybe just some well-placed messages a little bit of sarcasm um, I think uh, Tyler, Tyler Parker's been on the yeah, show. Tyler Parker's been on the show. Oh, well, all, basically every Ringer guy, I think, but Kevin O'Connor's been on the show multiple, multiple times. Um, does the Ringer keep hiring people who've been on the show multiple times? Yes, they do. Uh, check that out. Um, that's the Fast Break Breakfast bump. Uh, there you part go. Away, what thing or things are you looking forward to um, in the well, coming It's got to be things because we have a watch it's party things. coming. Yeah, watch party Thursday night. Again, probably going to do a playback tonight for uh, anyone who wants to join. Yeah, we'll watch party Thursday at 6.30 at Nobles Beer Hall. What else you got, John? I'm looking forward to, I want to see if this Timberwolves thing is legit because they're about to play the, um, they're about to be heading heading to Mile High soon. So they've got a, a, a back-to-back or, or home-and-home with the Nuggets. So let's find out. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, my my Wizards going 12 straight. Uh, <laughs> like, I, like I said, I'm looking forward to the Danny Green debut. Danny Green debut. I can't even believe these words on, are being said on Wednesday night. Also, uh, shout out to Chris Harrington who covers the Grizzlies for the Daily Memphian. He pointed something out that I didn't notice that the Grizzlies, when they bring their players back, have this really weird cycle when they, when you return from injury, where you, where you pop up on the injury report is doubtful, and then the next game you go to questionable. <laughs> that means you're actually playing. But Danny Green ruined it. By announcing on his podcast like weeks ago, I'm coming back February 1st. So last game, Dana Green popped up as a doubtful on the injury report being like, this is all theater. They know when he's coming back. They just have this little fun process they like to do about the doubtful uh, to questionable. And so uh, that's all pretty good. Also, man, general, um, general NBA thoughts right now. It seems like... Does it seem like to you that we have some clarity where like the cream is slightly rising? Like the Suns are putting it together. The Warriors have won three straight and they're winning games where they don't even look that good, but they're finding ways to win. The Clippers, when they don't rest all their players, are winning. And suddenly, like all these really weak teams for me, that I thought these teams look real weak. Now I'm like, oh, these all they all look formidable. Even the Timberwolves, who I, I you don't believe I, in, I, I think the look formidable. I guess I'll say that I agree with you in the West, but don't see that in the East. I think the East well, is... even our poor Pacers with no Halliburton, it feels like this is more what was expected. Um, the East, the, yeah, the confusion is, are the Wizards actually okay? Or is this just a, a great occurrence of a softer schedule and, and playing well? And anytime there's a winning streak in the NBA, it's like, go look at what the teams made from three. And uh, yeah. Oh, the, the Grizzlies' opponents make 30% of the threes in the 11-game win streak? That makes sense. Or 27% or whatever it was. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know what to do with the, like, um, the like Atlanta, New York. I mean, poor Miami. Chuck's Miami. Poor things. Um, like, they're they're good, but they're not, I don't know. They don't have a shot, I don't think. They're, they're one of many teams with no real shot to get out of the first round. I um, mean, as long as you're above the 25-loss uh, morass of the West, I, I yeah, kudos yeah, yeah. to them, so I'm not ready to slam the door on Miami I mean, yet. what about Port- Portland, who Damian Lillard is 
like 42 averaging points like 42 a game points in, his last five, in his last five or six. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's just going off, and it's like he has to to keep them not alive. Enough. The Thunder yeah. are legit. I mean, the Thunder are not like they're frisky. A, I don't think it's a fluke. We've been calling them frisky, but now it's just like they're just they are what they are. They're like a 500 team. Um, uh, you know, they're not going to be buyers, but. Sure, it'd be fun if they were. Did you enjoy the very brief moment of us thinking the Lakers were going to be resurgent? Well, even the Lakers are resurgent. They should have beaten. <laughs> they should have beaten the Lakers. I mean, they should have beaten the Celtics in Boston. Yeah, they have had so many unfortunate losses. That game felt like a tipping point. <laughs> I don't totally understand the. I don't know the strategy. Was it a strategy? Do they know before the Celtics game that they're going to play LeBron and AD this night, and then the next game they're not going to play him? Was it because of the overtime game where they're like, "All right, listen, we can't play him." I don't understand their their, their load management, I mean, the, the way they spread it. There's a lot being made of LeBron missing games right now, but this foot thing has been an issue all season. So I think it's you know a legitimate a legitimate medical issue, like yeah. not a. Not necessarily well, a I'm management not, strategy. I'm not, I'm not even. I'm not even well, saying like. I, like uh, I think it it may, it may not be like okay we're gonna rest him here we're gonna rest him there I, I think it may be like, I have hurt my foot I cannot play tonight. I'm not even. You know? I'm not even using the term load management in like a. Oh, the new, in, the in like new, a the new era in like a like an air quotes thing where like they're not actually hurt. No, no, no. They're. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand they're trying to manage injuries. I understand Kawhi can't go every single game. You know, like I understand we're trying to have our best chance of making the playoffs and being healthy when we get there means LeBron and 80 don't play every game, but also you do have to get there and like, shouldn't they spread out? Is it either like, can you do one or the other? Is it better to go for your win at Celtics? Like, is that a primetime game where we feel like the league is pressuring us? We have to play our guys this game and then not on the NBA team, NBA TV game on Monday. I don't know. Um, but no, I think the Lakers are kind of legit too. Uh, their, their schedule gets pretty tough in a couple of weeks. So if they can't put together some formidable wins, well, their, their they may just be mathematically always, gone. It's always backloaded for, yeah. for national television. Um, yeah, it's going to be rough. I also, uh, season-long wager, kudos to me, Lakers to miss the playoffs. It's plus 270. So. Feels, feels strong. Feels very, very strong. Anyways, if you want to support our show, why don't you subscribe to the YouTube channel? Subscribe to the Grits and Grinds YouTube channel. Write us a five-star review on whatever podcast app you are listening to this on. Don't miss Lizzo coming to the FedEx Forum on April 26th, along with Lotto, the very special tour, or the special tour, excuse me, coming to FedEx Forum April 26th. Tickets are on sale at Ticketmaster.com or the FedEx Forum box office. You can follow us on Twitter at Fast Break Break. John is Master John Bird. Chuck is the mighty Chuck. You guys are the best. Thanks for listening. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing. I think enough time has passed for me to eat this donut now. Enjoy that donut, John. It's not good. Yeah, no apologize for being TNG. Fast Break Break, man. You understand? Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. <laughs> 